In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We begin the holy season of Lent with this urging call from Saint Paul, the brave apostle, the fighter of God. It is time, therefore, to get serious about our eternal salvation. And we are going to stay 40 days in the desert with our Lord. The liturgy is different, more silent, very interior. 40 days with our Lord, remembering the 40 days of the elected people of God under the conduct of Moses in the desert. Of course, it is always the time for working to our salvation. But all of our efforts should be doubled and even tripled in Lent. What better example of this spiritual combat than our blessed Lord himself? Jesus was led into the desert to be an example for us, dealing, fighting, facing temptations. The devil, who is damned from the moment of his rebellion against God, is jealous, very bitter, very jealous of us, who may one day enjoy the happiness he abandoned. He would like us to follow his bad example of denying the divine will with our own human wills. His best method is getting us to deny God. And he brings temptations to evil. In today's Gospel, we see three principal forms of temptation. First, our Lord is tempted to bodily comfort and enjoyment. After 40 days, you must be hungry, make these stones into bread. He was also tempted against humility to show off his divine blessings. If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, the angels of your father will surely rescue thee. He was also tempted by material possessions, by earthly power, vast riches, all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. In all three cases, Jesus' answer is to refuse to give in to the temptations. Therefore, the first important lesson to learn is that it is always possible to say just no. The second lesson is found in the fact that the devil did not really offer anything to our Lord. 
The devil is a deceiver, he's a liar. He did not offer bread, but he suggested that Jesus provide his own bread. The devil provided no angels to break Jesus' fall, but he suggested that God the Father would send them. The devil did not own the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, for those kingdoms were built with the hard labors of working people under the command of their leaders. Whenever the devil tempts us, he brings delusions. He is trying to sell us smoke and mirrors. He gives us nothing in exchange for the sale of our souls. Because he's a deceiver and a liar. Most of our temptations are self-generated. The devil can usually just sit back and watch us going the wrong way. He's very cynical and full of hatred. The devil knows that we are strongly influenced by the corruption and concupiscence. Concupiscence is our attraction to what is pleasure. And we inherited from of that from the original sin of Adam and Eve, a permanent weakness. He may stimulate concupiscence a little by causing us to see visions of forbidden fruits. But mostly, the devil acts upon our intellect, our imagination, so that we don't make careful and prudent judgment and decisions. Additionally, there is also the secular cultural environment that seems to exist to do the devil's work. This cultural environment, very secular, denying God, suggests that there is no objective moral order, no objective moral truth, relativism. It suggests that God has nothing to say in the running of the world, the world that he created, and that human beings should just do whatever feels good for them. That reality is whatever we decide it should be. And the only remaining sin is to interfere in someone else's subjective reality. That is the last sin. This is the world in which we, will, we live. And we have to be aware of that so that we can fight against it. And there is a third lesson in this beautiful page of Jesus in the desert. We see at the end that after our Lord refused the temptations of the devil, that the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Temptations are not evil 
in and of themselves. The sin comes when we give in into temptation to do something evil. Many of the greatest saints were regularly attacked by the devil and his temptations to sin. Even here, in the stained glass windows, you have St. Thomas Aquinas, St. John Vianney, St. Benedict, St. Francis de Sales. They faced many temptations, very intense. And on the battlefield, they were very determined, relying on God's grace to protect them. And their greatest sanctity comes from the fact that they could have sinned, but they did not. So they have experienced the same spiritual combat than us. We imagine often that saints, of course, they are saints because they are perfect. No, they had to fight also. And at the beginning of Lent, it's like the people of God in the 40 years in the desert, uh, we have enthusiasm, nice resolutions, and the spiritual combat will come. And we don't like to be on the battlefield, but the victory would be less beautiful without the hardship of the battlefield. Because God is our choice. Let me summarize. It is possible to say no. And so we should. The devil never really offers us anything. He is a smoke-selling fraud. Resisting temptation is a sure way to heaven and eternal reward. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.